I honestly started laughing. I was like, this is stupid. I was like, I spent an hour getting ready. I was like, that on its own. I was like, I would have just turned up in my pajamas and if I knew it was just going to be us not. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Listening to Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You are listening to episode 153 of Sapnin Podcast featuring myself, Sean Smith, and my good, good friend, Morgan Richards. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards. Oh, but this off, week, no. you can call us Draculads, because even though I have a sweet tuff for puns, we'd all rather some sex, death, and the infinite void. Well, I'd, wait now, wait. Right, let's, <laughs> let's fucking break. I'd like, I'd like some sex. Don't get me wrong. I consider death. <laughs> the infinite void doesn't interest me that much. No. But, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, this week <laughs> our guest is Creeper and Salem frontman. Um, after chatting to him in the flesh, I've decided for me it will be now known as the James A. Caster of Goths. Because that's what he reminds me of. The wonderful, the lovely Will Gould. That's a nice description, because he is very funny. And he's got a little bit of a posh accent. <laughs> so yeah. perfect, oh, yes. perfect mixture there. But no, the Creeper of Salem, I like to call him. Will Gould is back. And we're in the midst of spooky season. So who better to have back on than the gothic punk rock icon to tell us some trick and treat? Since oh, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. Since, since his appearance in episode 85, <laughs> a lot has happened for the leader of the Creeper cult, including releasing a new side project in Salem, who have put out two phenomenal EPs at the time of recording. So we went down to when they played Cardiff's Club Ivorbach, set up some mics, and just had a laugh about a lot of things. It was a very nice day, wasn't it, Sean? You, and yes. you've been really impressed oh. with everything he's done so far. That's it. Yes. Yes, that's it. Um, yeah, no, I I loved it. I enjoyed being down there, spending the day with them. It was uh, a lovely, lovely time. I thought all the bands that played were fantastic. It was the Nightmares, James and the Cold Gun, and to finish Salem with um, some absolutely fantastic merchandise as well. So mm. I check that out if you... Um, if you like Salem. 
Yes, for sure. And on this conversation, we're going to talk about everything Creeper in Salem, as well as expressing his creative mindset, why I ended up crying at one of their recent shows, his love for wrestling. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, stub his talk. Carry on. (laughs) His love for wrestling and CM Punk, how he embarrassed himself on global television and some <laughs> stories about a certain cancelled individual. So it's all going yes. on oh. as 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 mm. normal on Zappin Podcast. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was a fantastic chat, and yeah, we loved seeing Will spending time with him and getting to hear these stories because yeah, some fucking brilliant stories in there that people people don't even know about or hardly hear about, uh, which is. Exactly why we start this podcast. So well done to us. Well done, us. Oh, well, if you'd like to give us a real well done, we'd really appreciate it if you oh, could check would. out our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Sapnin. Yes, we go begging. on about it all the time, but it's the best way to support us. It's probably the only way to really support us. And you get a lot of extra bonuses in return and be a part of our wonderful community of just absolute superstars. So that's patreon.com forward slash Sapnin. Or you can send us a message and a follow at SapninPod on Twitter and Instagram. Yes, definitely do that. At SapninPod, at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. That's at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. Yeah, give us a follow. Let us know um, future guest ideas, any questions you have, any questions you want us to go back and ask people, because I'd imagine the majority of our guests we'll have back on. I don't think there's anybody that we hated um, profusely, uh, let me think. No, no, there's nobody I've absolutely hated that we've had on that's gone um, mad south. Go on, what are you going to say? Not that we put out anyway. Do you know what? Do you know what? (laughs) I'd give him a second chance. Really? I'm saying I know. I'm, it could be a different mood tomorrow. You know what I'm like. <laughs> I could literally wish death on all their families tomorrow. You, I, I, I switch. I switch. I'm you all do. over the place. Um, but yeah. So yeah. Any any guest ideas? Any questions you want to know? Um, just anything about the podcast? Get in touch at Sapnip Pod, Twitter and Instagram. And as Morgan said, please, please check out our Patreon. I am genuinely begging you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yes, please go and do that. But while you have a search, let's get straight in to this conversation with the wonderful Will of Creeper and Salem back on episode 153 of Sapnin Podcast. Love a goth me. Sapnin! Sapnin! Even on a budget, Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Sapnin! 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 Yes! Yes! I, I learned from last time. Uh, yes. you know? I got in big trouble last time about you two for not doing Sapnin. Well, don't give away the secrets about oh. what we berated you afterwards. <laughs> Jesus Christ, we're meant to be pretending to be nice. I know, but he is back with yes, a bang. Is. It is the wonderful Will Gold of Creeper and Salem. How the hell are you doing? I'm doing good, thank you very much, guys. Uh, here in, in Cardiff, uh, uh, they're having a, having a great time on tour. We're on tour with James and Nicole Gunn. They yeah. are uh, your local lads. Mm-hmm. South Wales loudest, are you? Yes, South, South Wales loudest. <laughs> Who would be second loudest, do you think? Oh. Well, I would have thought, because Phil from Motorhead is Welsh. I was going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of counts. Technically, South Wales. If you did a decibel count. Yeah, I reckon he's... I don't want to piss off James and Nicole Gunn, but I think <laughs> Phil from Motorhead might be slightly louder. But <laughs> James is asked, must be saying, I don't know. I haven't even checked the decibel levels. I don't know. They, <laughs> they might project. be not. They might be liars. It might be South Wales' most medium loudness. <laughs> medium. <laughs> most medium loudness. Oh, the skin dread? Skin dread got to be quite loud. They got to be quite loud, yeah. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? No, but how are you, man? Obviously, we're backstage here at Carlos Club Eva Bar. You've just started this tour with Salem. Um, I'm sure like, that you must be ecstatic to finally get on the road and play these songs in front of people for like, really the, one of the first times. Yeah, it's been really, really fun. So we're two days in, but like the way this tour is booked, there's a million shows. I think there's like 19 shows on this laminate. And um, yesterday, we started in Milton Keynes and immediately had a day off. So, yeah. <laughs> Yesterday was in- <laughs> That's awesome. Is this day off every other day? No, now Aww. we just play forever. Oh, uh, so yeah, we've had, no, we've had the one day off that I could have probably used vocally, like in about five shows' time, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just been really, really fun. It's uh, obviously it's a bit of a trip for me going back to these sort of side rooms and stuff. It's been really fun, uh, and it reminds me a lot of when Creeper first started and we started you start playing these sorts of things. Uh, only that people showed up this time around. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's been it's been really, really fun. It's it's cool to be intimate and meeting people afterwards and. Uh, and it's just cool to be on tour again, I think, after all this time. I'm imagining you're getting that quite a lot from a lot of people yeah, saying the same thing. So no, it's just nice to see that you know, these things can happen again, really, and that you know, it's, it's just that people can kind of get back to this somewhat normality a, a little bit. It's actually just nice to be in the flesh with yeah. people again, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's nice to be doing this and not worrying yeah. that Zoom's going to crash. Yeah, the Zoom latency. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're, all, we're all talking at the same time, boys. None of us can hear each other. Fuck. Oh no, but for sure. But like, but obviously, well, the last time you came on the podcast was literally right in the middle of the pandemic. Everyone was at home. I think you were just moving to Manchester at the time, and a lot has happened since then. You hadn't really um, put anything out with Salem 
at that time and we didn't really talk about it so just in the kind of grand schemes of things how did Salem really start was this something that you'd had in the works for quite a while was it something over lockdown that you really started to put more effort in like how did how did it start how did it begin it was, it was me and Matt who sat over there um, and he, basically we were doing the Creeper record uh, and the Creeper record was obviously very complex and very intricate in terms of what we're trying to do with it and conceptually it was a, it was a real nightmare uh, and me and Matt would meet up and have coffee every day and he was like hey how about you come over and uh, and, and we can write some songs together so we did that and it, we wrote it all really really quickly the first EP it came out really really fast uh, with all the, all the music all the songs and it was really easy writing with him and like a real natural connection and then um, we recorded them with Neil Kennedy uh, you probably some some loads of stuff he did Boston Manor he did Milk Teeth and all that stuff um, um, and we recorded with him he's a friend of ours and then it just kind of sat still for a bit like I got really busy with Creeper I started getting into, into the campaign with that the press cycle the b- most bizarre press cycle in the world where you just sat in front of a computer for days <laughs> and talking to people just talking to people like just normally yeah there. like you know not going around the offices like you normally do um, so yeah like doing d- did that and then the, when the massive lockdown here and we were like well we, we've got this this record and um, we, but we hadn't really um, we'd done all the music well, the rest of it hasn't really, wasn't really figured out yet um, and I was like well, we should put this out and then so we asked uh, like, it, I had to try and slot it in around Creeper as well which is a, a massive issue because mm. the Creeper record was a, a big record for yeah, us for sure. and uh, trying to get that out and, and it's at the same time was difficult but we got it all done and um, yeah so it, it kind of ended up flowing but we never managed to tour it at the time it came out so we ended up just making a second one they lifted the lockdown rules for a second <laughs> and me and Matt ran down to Devon uh, while the, the, the rules were lifted we wrote most of the songs in the studio and then so put a second one out then they wouldn't let us make the video we wanted to make because uh, we wanted to make a video for the song Draculads that was um, we wanted a, d- a fucking <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> song title Very silly, it's isn't fucking it? the t-shirt is oh, fucking yeah. great as well <laughs> thanks yeah it's uh we, we had this idea about doing it like the old grey whistle test back in the day and oh, there's a big uh, drop in that song uh, and we were going to do it like have a lighting guy mix the lighting up but anyway they wouldn't let anyone in for insurance reasons into venues at the time to even because it was still when we were having to be so distanced so the, the the parameters we were set were you can film it outside but it's got to be people inside your bubble and so it was like what can we do to make a music video like that you know I wasn't about to go to the woods because everyone's been to the woods you know like, <laughs> if you went out to the woods today you're about to see some metal cool bands. Uh, but, um, that so, there is the quote of the podcast. If you go down to the woods today, you're going to see some metal cool bands. Anyway, True. so I yeah. was like, what can we do? Um, and the song is like a homage to a lot of like, like our favourite stuff. I, like growing up, The Damned is one of my, my favourite bands. And uh, and it was like, you know, the Buzzcocks are a big reference to another uh, song on the record. A lot of that kind of 70s punk stuff, the birth of punk in this country, like British stuff as well. Um, so yeah, we were like, I was like, oh, well, I live in this, the heart of Manchester. Manchester, and I was like, we've got the has- where the hacienda used to be is around the corner from my house. Um, I was living in Salford when I last spoke to you guys, I think. Uh, so um, yeah, I was, uh, I was, I was like, well, let's do a, a this is England style period piece. Luckily, my girlfriend's sister, my girlfriend and her family seem to help me out with everything, uh, and her sister is this little uh, nerd on, on that sort of stuff. Uh, the, the Cure's her favorite band, you know, like uh, Strawberry Switchblade are her favorite band, you know. And so I was like, Beth called her up, and I was like, Beth, want you to play this character she was like yeah I've got everything you need I'll come around now <laughs> so she came around with all these clippings from my, my dad uh, Charlotte and Beth's dad my, my girlfriend 
and dad uh, used to play in a band called Dare in the 80s and uh, if you've ever heard of that band it was the keyboard player from Finn Lizzy singing uh, he oh. played bass uh, Nigel Clutterbuck and it was Professor Brian Cox on piano <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so he's got all these pictures absolutely amazing it's so cool she, Charlotte got to, to, to meet him a bunch when she was younger when her dad would go on tour but her dad is also a massive Damned fan and so um, we me and Matt basically had to kind of do the creative at distance because he was in Southampton and I was in Manchester uh, Charlotte's dad got me a bunch of stuff in the loft from when he was a punk back in the day like an old Damned poster and I was all crumpled up and ruined and we took a picture of it and Matt fixed it and uh, we made all these Hacienda posters and, and I had Ollie from Static Dress who's kind of a long term collaborator with a lot of my stuff um, come and film it all and so we ran around uh, we ran around Manchester filming this thing and it reminded me so much of the first Creeper stuff where we had no budget for anything yeah. and you're like what can we make out of this packet of serene? Uh, you know, like, uh, so you got to make a music video out of it. But like, I think coming from DIY punk, like a lot of us are from, you get really good at making something out of nothing because you never had nothing to begin with. Uh, so yeah, we, I remember there's one point where we were on top of the Arndale car park in Manchester and uh, someone was following us around uh, like, like a security guard and he chased us all <laughs> out of the car park and I was like my manager was like you might, I don't know if you've ever met Ian Dickinson our manager he's always wearing the most expensive outfit in the world like <laughs> fucking he's a sneaker guy and so we're running uh, running away and just chains are going and, like, and I was like this is so ridiculous isn't it this is so Did stupid film in this that's the question <laughs> so ridiculous no no we didn't get that because Ollie, Ollie didn't tell me but we got to the fun and his camera died and he was like shit I might have just wiped the, we might have lost all this oh, footage no. oh. and he was scared we were around some rough areas of Salford filming uh, I, li- I used to live around the corner from there so I didn't think it was so bad I used to go every day but I think he freaked out and so did our manager about all the gear they had, they had. Uh, so yeah absolute nightmare uh, but it was really really funny uh, we were, his, his camera died and then he filmed a little bit on his iPhone because of the nature of how we were doing it because it was grainy and, and, and like when he put some effects on it and things it, uh, some after effects it all looked great so yeah we had to all these challenges to overcome yeah. why are you in a lockdown how do you make a music video <laughs> yeah. how do you put a record out and how do you do a podcast yeah that's the real question yeah, well, that's, well, yeah, yeah we, we found out yeah because we were shitting ourselves when it happened we were like what the fuck do we do now and I, then, I literally spent hours researching every fucking yeah. like online talking communication Skype, thing yeah, what would sound good how we'd have to work yeah. on things and then and the first one we were offered was Bert McCracken from the used, from the used. Yeah. Oh. as you do so. I know, you met him before yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. probably saw together or something yeah yeah I, bet, I never met him before but I bet he's a very nice man yeah he's lovely mm. yeah he's lovely and he was in Australia as well which yeah. stopped yeah. us he was like, oh, yeah, Austra- we were like what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what <laughs> He seems to be about places, yeah. doesn't he? He's yeah. always like around. He's like always in some some summer crazy. Like I, I saw the years not oh, quite. I, I keep saying not long ago. I don't know about you guys, but That's I forget the that two years ago. <laughs> yeah, well, about two years in the middle. It's almost like it didn't happen because when someone goes, "Oh, when did you see whoever last?" I'm like, "Oh, well, yeah, no, you know, no. it wasn't that long ago." And they're like, "Oh no, right, it was three it was, years. Yeah. It was definitely it's insane, three isn't years, it? It's mental." I don't know how that's happened, uh, but yeah, like I, I keep saying, "Oh, the other day," and I'm like, "Oh no, I mean two years ago." <laughs> <laughs> so oh. I went out the other day, and uh, but yeah, so you have something I wanted to bring up, and I don't know how Morgan's going to feel oh, about here this. Here we go. But um, at the download pilot, which we went to. Um, Morgan came, <laughs> Morgan watched The Creeper and he got so emotional I did I he did. squirted sweat from his eyes <laughs> so uh, that was a moment yeah. so a, it was a very special day that day yeah how was it for you oh you know what like you, you're always wondering like how it's gonna feel and um 
it was an awkward thing because that, that download pilot none of us got paid so like, none of the bands got paid to play uh, so all they would cover is your expenses but I've always kind of seen Creeper as a band that I wanted to headline festivals uh, anyway and when they uh, was offered to us I was like it's just fucking like you know uh, it's uh, of course the first time you get to do something like that headlining a, a, a big festival on a, on, a, on a second stage we're not getting paid for it anyway <laughs> of course but I was like well um I wanted to do something really special with it. I wanted it to be um, a spectacle, um, and so we decided to invest like anything, every money we, every piece of money we did have, into the show. Uh, and it was really funny because it was, it was a bit where Hannah uh, came on in the wedding dress, which yeah. is a part of the show. But um, we hadn't thought about how we do it at a festival. It was, it was built for the, for the the tour in December. But I was like, let's move that all forward. We do it then because I remember it was like next. It was like next week. You're playing download. I was like, oh god. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, like, well, like we, we had to work it out. And my girlfriend who does production for Creeper as well. And our tour manager, Simon Gallagher, you might yeah, know him. Yeah, Simon, uh, yeah. You know, the scariest tour yeah. manager. You want him to be your tour manager, <laughs> oh, not yeah. the other band's tour manager. Uh, yeah, absolutely lovely, but also uh, terrifying. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like they, 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 had the, they had the time, how long it took from the stage uh, to... They made like... Um, like a, uh, I suppose like a dressing room out of flight cases for her to get changed in. Mm. Charlotte had to meet her, take her down, oh, and change, wow. change her into something else. So they, they timed it to 22 seconds, and the band had to jam, like kind of jam, go off click, and, and start jamming. So there's all these moving parts, uh, and yeah, so it's like kind of we're like all nervous, and we're behind the curtain, and Andy Copping turned up, and, you know, uh, yes. and he's such a he's such a lovely bloke, he's such a cartoon, isn't he? He turns yeah. up with the hat and everything, and I was like, he looks more dressed up than I am, and I'm wearing contact lenses, <laughs> I'm covered in bandages. You know, there's a really funny picture of Cam Hack and uh, me and him, and we look like a, the weirdest boy band in the world. Wow. <laughs> I can imagine that. I can just yeah, imagine. Yeah. But yeah, very, very emotional, and, and I was really taken aback at how much it hit me and how emotional it was for me as well. It was uh, after a long period of doing nothing uh, when it was my career, uh, and thinking maybe like there's, there's definitely worry in my head that I would, you know, I was like, money's gonna have to come up at some point. I can't. I'm gonna have to work something out. Um, but yeah, like it, it was really a massive relief. It was really, really cool. So uh, and also like the, the crowd, like the, the, the vastness of the crowd, and, and how enthusiastic, and it felt like they wanted the show. They needed, they needed it as much as we did you know? yeah. it was yeah. really cool well yeah they, cer- yeah they certainly did yeah oh, we yeah, certainly I, did yeah no because I was going to say like it, fe- it did feel like it was like just a big moment for Creeper in general because not only getting back to playing a live show like that but it just kind of felt that especially after the second record coming out that you'd cemented like a really new era and yeah I was just in the middle of the crowd and like, a couple of songs in just got really emotional just kind of hit me um, I, I had to li- I had to go outside of the tent and sit down because I was crying because I was that oh, kind of man. like fucking wow like kind of taken back from it friends were coming over checking if I was alright it was a whole it was a whole thing but yeah I think like I think maybe for you guys in a few years to come that's going to be the gig you look back on and, and, and say I like, think that it might a, be as well a I think moment. it was a weird uh, you know it was such a weird day because all I was like was all I was thinking was do I remember how to sing all this as well <laughs> I was like we rehearsed it but like is like, obviously you know there's like a technique to singing and uh, when you talk what? constantly <laughs> <laughs> Sean, yeah, I, I, mean, I mean I don't have a good one uh, but, no I, but I do have one I do have one I don't one. even know uh, if I've got one and so like, like throwing my voice is, is the main yeah. trick I do uh, like uh, so like and I can do it like really, very loud and, and, and uh, but I can't sing in head voice at all I'm terrible in my head voice so I play to my strengths all the time but I hadn't done it in ages because I've been sitting down drinking wine for two years you know and I was like and then I remember when um, Hannah went on to do crickets coming to the side 
this is also funny because I was wearing the white out contact lenses and I couldn't see anything uh, and I, I came off to the side and was like I sat down and I was absolutely exhausted and my girlfriend came over and she was like you right and she's so straight talking to me she was just like I told you it was going to be like this and I was just absolutely knackered and the bandages are like uh, but yeah yeah, ridiculous very very special show no, yeah, no, for sure. you had a good time for sure for sure but, um, but going back to kind of the differences between Salem and Creeper and so on some level do you feel like you get to showcase a different side of will between both because obviously Creeper is so in depth within concept and characters and themes and all this and do you feel with Salem you have that kind of freedom or more pressure to, to write openly and kind of uh, and show a different side to you yeah I mean like the hardest thing with Creeper all the time is everyone always goes what's this song about and uh, like and I had to go well the thing is you just sit down for an hour I'll tell you how the record goes as you guys experienced um, and, uh, but that, that's that's the way my brain works and so like with Salem it's still concept driven I can't I don't really write um I don't really write like a diary, like a book. It's, it's, it, I can't really do that. That's not in my ability. And, when, and sometimes when I see other bands do it, and it's just so like, I went, did this, blah blah. She broke my heart. I just go, <laughs> and it, 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 it's just nothing in it for me. Uh, so with Salem again, it's just I see it as like really fun, witty punk songs. Like there's, it's a setup and a punchline and the lyric. And uh, and working with Matt's great because he's such a freak. He used to be in Howard's Alias years and years ago. Uh, who were like a quite like it's gonna sound like RX Bandits, but like on how Hassle Name Records which uh, so I used to go see Matt's band when I was like 15 uh, and I've always wanted to work with him because he was he was guitar attacking for Creeper and um yeah, like it was, it was, it was really fun. So I get to play around. It's more playful. The other day at uh, Milton, Milton Keynes, it was there was it was like it's the opposite of Creeper because there were jokes, you know, like not, not, not built into the set, but like yeah. people were laughing. And normally when people see Creeper, it's just a really intense like uh, thing, you know, like even though it's uh, it's very campy and very stupid, uh, it's it's done like uh, we, we're performing in a way with conviction every time. And with this. It's fun, and I don't have to think about it too much. There are definitely concepts, but there are n- numerous concepts rather than one overarching one, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But um, I know it's only the, kind of the first couple of dates, but I'm sure you've kind of... Uh looking forward in a way to the people shouting William you're terrible at you yeah <laughs> it happened this, uh, at the show the other night and uh, before I introduced it I was like you've got to think about what you're singing before you sing this to me and uh, but yeah like I didn't think about that when you when I was doing it I was just writing the song um, and uh, yeah like it, it's, just, it's really funny watching other people do that to you you know uh, and I know it's true I just uh, <laughs> you know. they don't know how don't, true it is just don't, don't, don't need to be reminded <laughs> oh but like with with Creeper obviously there is uh, there's a whole thing about it being a cult and you, you've used that and kind of imagery and, and the fan base and whatnot. so if Creeper's a cult what is Salem? Well, it's the Church of Salem, isn't it? Uh, oh, so, so it's the right, church. Oh, yeah. uh, I, I suppose like the, like the stuff we're doing with this is it's very tongue-in-cheek. A lot of the stuff, like a lot of the visuals for this tour, we pulled from the Damned that they did on the, the record Strawberries, uh, which are like uh, they used to, there was having nuns on stage and things like that. We're not uh, doing them on stage every night because we're playing a hundred shows. Uh, but but um, <laughs> we've uh, we've been playing around with that imagery, and, and, and it, but it's a joke rather than it being like join this crazy sex thing. You know, like it's not like that. It's like but also <laughs> it, it, it rewards people who know like it's funny it's, we put the, the pictures up and 
an old punk uh, that commented on it going, oh, the damn strawberries, straight away. And I was telling uh, Patricia, so... Uh, like, Shut up, man! Stop telling <laughs> people what it's going <laughs> You know, uh, uh, like, I, I, my, my friend Patricia uh, uh, from Sisters of Mercy was on the last record. Nice. She's obviously with Dave from The Damned. Yeah. And she called me up the other day. Like, there was a day that we announced the tour and everything. And I was like, oh my God, she called me up to tell me off because I've stolen Dave's <laughs> yeah. stuff. She's and, in the sisters. This is the I was like, if it comes... I spoke to her about it and she was like, oh, I didn't even see, but that's really cool. And... Um, so yeah, like it, I think I think it's cool because uh, we fucking love the Damned. Like the Damned are like one of my favorite bands. I've been mean, going to see them since I was a kid, and uh, has such an impact on me. And because of Charlotte's dad taking her to see the Damned, uh, we've just both grown up with this band. And um, yeah, like it's fun to do a band like that. Like that. Our tour manager just dropped a can of San Pellegrino out of the fridge. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, uh, it's fun to do a band like that that references those things, the stuff we grew up on, and uh, yeah, like the, the imagery and everything kind of being a little bit more fun and silly. On, on the cover of the Creeper record, I've been shot. <laughs> it's the opposite, you know? Um, it's the very opposite. <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, oh, it really, it really is. Class. It really is. What's what's the plans for Salem? Because obviously, as you said, you've got to really fit it in between Creepers' really intense schedule. I'm sure as more things go on, there's more things ready to be announced for Creepers. So, like, you've released two EPs so far. What's the kind of plan with it, or is it just is it just more of a relaxed thing for you that you don't have to think about it, too much? It's a really weird thing for me to have in my life because most of the time, like, Creepers are so regimented and. So thought out in advance, there's so many things that I, like, you know, we work out well, well in advance. But this one kind of came around as a product of the pandemic. And uh, so we're on this tour and it's, I'm, I'm getting to change outfit every day if I wanted to. And that's weird for me because <laughs> you got to understand, like before I was in my current attire, uh, I would be in the Karis Hart jackets every day. Yeah. And so I'm used to repetition. And I'm like, oh shit, if I want to wear a different t-shirt today, I can. Like, <laughs> and, and that's fine. But I know it sounds, sounds mad, but it's this stuff I've not done for yeah. years and years and years. So there's no, um, there's no plan necessarily for it. It's, it's kind of seeing what it's like. These shows have, have done so great. Like today's sold out here in, in Cardiff. Tomorrow, I think there's 11 tickets left. Uh, it might have even gone now. And Glasgow's about to sell out as well. And London as well. It's, it's, it's great. It's re- I, I was really taken aback by how much people are taking it in so people keep responding to it of course I guess it's, it's fun to keep doing it uh, but I it, it's uh, it, I've got to admit it is stressful doing two bands because uh, like, I'm like oh having to juggle all this stuff and this time and being away that much from home as well um, but it, as long as it's fun uh, I'll keep doing it I think um, but yeah we'll see after how I feel after another hundred shows yeah, after, after, the gig, no, after the gig <laughs> like, oh, do you remember anything I said earlier fuck I'll be like, that Cardiff killed Salem <laughs> <laughs> good uh, night no, it- but I, I know what you mean about getting to wait like the blackout obviously the black in the blackout meant that I was constantly wearing black so I've started a new band now and we played a gig in Bridgewater not long ago and I got to wear a white top and that's the first time I've ever Ooh. worn a white t-shirt on stage and I was expecting people to come and go oh my good god he's wearing white but obviously nobody give a fuck like apart from me <laughs> but it was a moment where I was like I can't believe it I'm in a white top people should be proud of me and uh, nobody cared but Aww. yeah it was nice to get out of that I've just got to wear a black t-shirt again. No. What's the latest there then? Last time I spoke to you guys, we were like, I said about the blackout, and you said, I'd love to do, do some more of oh, it. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, that's never stopped. I'm, I'm <laughs> still in the blackout. It's just everybody else left. <laughs> so uh, they left me. Um, I don't know. We, well, the problem was, see, we did, and I don't know if I told you this on the last thing, but we did Amanar 
Ooh. In November 2019, we ummed and ahed because man, uh, March 2020 was the fifth year anniversary since the Blackout split up. So <laughs> we were thinking, oh, I know, let's do a couple of shows just to be like, it's been five years since we split up, let's do a few shows. But then if you believe in God, <laughs> what God has done is gone, Sean, are you considering being happy again? <laughs> do you know what? Everybody's got to stay inside. <laughs> And that's what's happened. So, so if you yeah. believe in God, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, and there's but no also, don't blame it on you because we don't want that to be. I don't thing. care you, at this point. Whatever, it's, my, it's probably my fault <laughs> that the virus happened because I was nearly happy again. Everyone, I'm sorry. Guess what? I'm miserable. So we can carry on. This is just what you were like before we started this. You said you'd be happy. <laughs> You said you'd try for the listeners. <laughs> We're joking, but yeah. Oh. Sorry about that. Yeah, carry on, Mo. Is, here's a question with outfits and especially having to wear the same stuff on a long tour, right? I imagine, I guess, sweaty on stage. So if you've got a certain outfit you have to wear every night, how do you make sure it's not stinking on the tour bus? Oh, because the, oh, the lot of you, the lot of you together, it must be a struggle. It's disgusting, yeah. It's got better now. Like This campaign's easier because uh, it's the guys uh, alternate just wearing black, but like when we had the callous heart jackets, they were they were so so disgusting. And we actually auctioned some off uh, for the bell bonds for the Black Lives Matter thing uh, a little while back. And I had to dig it out, dig a, dig a couple out um, uh, from, from the wardrobe. And I was like, as much as like they, they went for loads of money, which is great, and it was the reason we did it was to raise money for the cause. And I was, I felt bad as I was packaging them up. I was like, this, this is disgusting. Mm. Febreze the fuck out of it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, at some point, some of those because I don't wear leather, um, yeah. uh, they're, they're like they're, that lining that they, it was just retain the liquid. I remember hanging them up. Heavy. I remember my, my girlfriend, my ex-girlfriend, used to get so annoyed. She was like, "We have to put it in the bin." And then she put it when it, I'd come in home, and she'd put it into like a bin bag and tie it up really tight, and just put it like out outside. Just leave it. She wouldn't want it in the house. Yeah, well, disgusting. Yeah, we had to do the same with um, Snoz, the Blackouts uh, drummer. He would play in, say, a vest and shorts. Uh, every night and then he'd go back he'd get showered or whatever and just throw them on the fucking radiator to dry out but then the problem was after 20 days of that and him not washing them all he's doing is putting them on there and then the smell is just wafting through the dressing room and it was fucking disgusting luckily he won't listen to this so I'm fine to say so anybody listening to this do not tell Snoz I told that story on this podcast thank you very much but yeah it was it was fucking Horrible! It's disgusting, isn't it? It's like, terrible. Like, when you got a trailer, where we send it to is hang the tour shirts up and, and I hang yeah. it, you know. But I'm sure you've you've done all of this yourself, you know. You <laughs> yeah, don't need to I've ask tried me. It, yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing; people don't realize. Like people think, oh, this is us now pe- being people in bands going, oh, you wouldn't believe how hard touring is. But you don't have time to go out and get things washed and fucking pick them up and have them ironed and then bring them back to the vet like you've just got to throw them in a bag for the night and then especially like when you're on those support runs you know when you're making no money and like you're in a van and uh, or whatever like it, it's funny doing this one actually because we're back in a van again and I haven't been in a van for a while and because uh, Creeper's got to the point now where we have the luxury of a bus which is great but um, I got to admit I was like I'll be fine with it everything's absolutely fine and I sat down and I was like it took me back to like my first band when I first ever did it and I was like I'm going to go crazy in here I'm going to lose my head I've done I've done my time here <laughs> I've been through this like, earlier on like trying to find this place a nightmare to get here yeah. Like, like, oh, yeah. uh, so I, I played it before I played once downstairs with Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes with Creeper 
um, that tour he offered well, us that would have been a fucking mad gig yeah. don't yeah. it yeah, yeah so it was Creeper yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Black black Hole not not yeah. the Blackout just, yeah. just to be clear Creeper <laughs> 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 I didn't even know <laughs> and that's why you're so mad you're like yeah. it was a crazy show <laughs> you can't even remember um, but yeah like uh, that'd have been a mad that, one. that's all Frank asked me to do that on DM like he just DM me on Twitter he didn't go for agent he was like I'm not going to go for your agent just didn't want to know if you do it and I was like yeah, okay Frank he's like I'll throw in the London show as a, like, as a sweetener nice. <laughs> what did the agent say about that did you have to go to them and go I uh, might have actually said yes to um, aggressive ginger lad Frank Carter I've I, I got another great story about Frank uh I remember we played in London at the borderline with him and his, uh, his brother's band who's awesome his brother's so cool as well Rich he uh, plays, plays in Black Hole and uh, oh yeah there was, there was another band on before us no maybe Black Hole didn't play that maybe it was Pult Her Guys do you remember that band from London they were like a, a hardcore man anyway there was some arsehole in the crowd just heckling them as they opened and we went on and he was heckling me I gave him some shit back but it was like it just ruined the gig you know I was just like by the end of it I was like because uh, like we, we, I, I can do that, that sort of thing but it, it was in London there was industry there it was all a nightmare and so I was like this I was really pissed off and anyway Frank went on and uh, we were watching him at the side and you know, Frank's being Frank whatever this guy keeps grabbing the mic off him but like saying nothing just yelling down the mic and it's the same dude and he pulls it off and he goes I'm going to give you two more chances so whatever guy does it again he pulls it back and he goes mate you're on your last chance and he grabbed the mic again and Frank just went bang nice. punched the guy in the nose his nose exploded and blood Ooh. went everywhere and everyone cheered nice <laughs> <laughs> the problem is see I bet I wank I love that I bet yeah, the guy kept grabbing the mic it's probably what you wanted yeah yeah, yeah I remember we saw um the Bronx was uh, supposed to support Venge Sevenfold and Lost Profits in the Astoria. But apparently, I think the bassist's father passed away, so they decided they weren't going to play the Astoria. So they played round the corner in... Oh, fuck, what's it called? Begins with M. Metro. The Metro, I think it was called. The Metro. I don't know if it's there now. And they played, and we went round the corner, and it was like 70 people. It was me, Gavin from the Blackout, my friend Scott, and somebody else. And we went to see the Bronx play, like, to 70, 80 people in this packed room. And it was this old, crusty punk guy who kept, like, running into the singer from the Bronx all the time. And Matt from the Bronx fucking loved it, right? He was just like, yeah, come on in. At one point, the guy run head first at Matt. Matt, like, f- like a bullfighter, just fucking jumped out the way. Went to the kid. No, the guy ran head first into a speaker, right? Oh. But because he was running so fast, he couldn't stop his body, right? So he hit his head, but kept running and went up, and he ended up doing like a headstand dive into the floor. And I was like, that is the best treatment of a knob I've ever seen. It's karma, you know? It is. For it everyone is. listening to this, though, can we just stress that Sean acted out all of that yeah, as well? Yeah, Sean has been doing an entire thing. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a proper right angle move. Thank you. Quite impressed that you guys to do that. Yeah, thanks, guys. I'm glad, uh, but, but speaking of kind of things music fans don't really realise with, with like, especially touring and just kind of the ins and outs of the industry, is there anything else that comes to mind with, like, little things like that where you've had to either, like, earn your stripes or not realise coming back to, like independent venues like this oh I mean like the the, the whole reason we did this tour was, was, was for independent venues mm. like the joiners in Southampton is, is mine uh, I grew up and I think everyone in music seems to have a similar story where you grew up going to a place you found your friends there and, and you know that was your spot and so the reason we're coming back doing this is, is for that reason to try and play in these places that have been closed for so long uh and the, the cool thing about Creeper is obviously it's bigger shows and it's, 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 it's a, in this country at least it's a bit more of a spectacle now um, but it meant that like doing uh, 
doing shows like this a bit harder uh, with Creeper even though we did do some the other day there was like we did these record store out show things um, you, you know like because uh, of, of the pandemic it was pushed back a year and then it all happened just to fall into this chaos week it was like seven shows in six days four shows four of them at the joiners but CM Punk came back to wrestling that week yes. um, I thought you were going to say CM Punk came to the joiners then. no he didn't come to the joiners CM Punk came to the joiners I think he'd love the joiners if I'm honest knowing, knowing a little bit about him um, but he came back it's very much like Chicago Southampton if I yeah have you just squint your eyes a little bit <laughs> I've seen a crackhead in Southampton who looks like Robocop it could, it could be similar places it could be similar places have you ever seen the, the footage of when Robocop was in wrestling for a while oh yeah yeah yes. WCW yeah, 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 yeah. Jim, Jim Roscoe's great ovation for Robocop <laughs> <laughs> one of my favourite videos oh. <laughs> you fucking killed me Ugh. so good Oh, I don't yeah. know what I was saying yes, anymore. Well, you brought CM Punk up and I disturbed you. Sorry. It always goes this way when I speak oh, yeah. to you two. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, so we, we were playing the, playing the joiners and uh, you forget about, because like, I hadn't done those sorts of gigs in a while and they were crazy and uh, the kids are amazing and, and uh, just this amazing family we've made with this band uh, that really don't fit in any other place as well and so it's like their escape and it's, it's, it's really, really cool. But it also was like, uh, I got too comfortable because I was at the joiners again and... Um, I was uh, CM Punk came back to wrestling that, that week and I went I stayed up to watch it and then I was just screaming in the, in the house when he came out shrieking and my voice is really loud and really annoying when I could do this and Charlotte goes in the morning she was texting me and I woke up and my voice was like oh, you know and I, you know you do that thing you ever do that thing when you're on the bunk and every morning I wake up and, and go and, and I sort of warm up and work out what I've ruined the night before <laughs> and try and repair it and um, so she, I woke up texting her and she was like you're doing your shriek again weren't you and I, <laughs> and I was like yes I was I was doing my and uh, she, she was like, "How many times do you do it?" And I was just like, "A lot." I was shrie- I was shrieking a lot. And then, like, I had to, I, You're like a child. <laughs> That's exactly what it's like sometimes. Uh, so yeah, uh, she was like, "Ricky sent me a video." And it was just me going, "I'm not going to do it now because I'll ruin the night show." But, uh, but yeah, I almost did it then. Uh, but yeah, uh, a horrible. And I got on stage and I was like, I warmed up for ages. Uh, I, and I got through it. And then uh, all the kids are supposed to get tested. Someone didn't get tested. I don't know who it was. I'm not pointing fingers, but someone didn't. And then Hannah got COVID. And then so then we missed Reading and Leeds. Aww. I had no voice. And I was like, it kind of worked out in my favour because I had no voice after those yeah. shows. I couldn't. I was like trying to hit high notes that are normally easy. And I was like, that is a way away from where I am. <laughs> Thank you, Philip Brooks. Yeah, no, but you ruined my voice. By out coming of all back. the reasons to lose your voice, I think that is one worth. I stay up as well. Like, how good was that just to see? Oh. Yeah, it was euphoric especially after yeah. all this time after the years we've had as yeah, well yeah. and it's been seven years since he was back we played a cult personality when we came off stage today because we knew it was CM Punk day uh, and, and I was so excited uh, all day long and my band aren't wrestling fans no uh, but I just yell at them and I always talk about it all the time in front of anyone uh, so yeah I was very excited and it almost ruined all the shows but we got through it we yeah. just got COVID we should definitely do a spin-off like wrestling episode where we just talk to like us three just get together and 
talk or yeah. watch some wrestling or something. I'm, 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 I'm we down. should do a, a watch along podcast should, yeah, where, where, where people can watch along at home. I mean, well, if, you know, if AEW or WWE want to invite us out, oh, well, yeah, so, yeah, um, want to fly us out. It's a major event, you know. Tony I don't Khan mind. seems like a top chance. Yeah, who we had on? Who's in there? Right, Andy Williams from Every Time I Die. We've had Adam Cole. Andy, you could put a fucking word in. We've had Adam Cole on. Adam Cole baby. So like, yeah, he's in AEW now. Yeah, baby. He's there. Who else? Is there anybody else we've had there? Well, Rob Bailey. Bill Bailey. He's not there. Satan's Lee. Milton Keynes. But with wrestling as well, like obviously, obviously that falls into a lot of the concepts and stuff and and stories and and the things that you enjoy anyway. But like, how much influence do you get from that world? Oh, massively. Like, I, th- I think I've been a fan since I was a kid, and especially like '90s WWF, uh, like The Undertaker and Kane and all that stuff. Like that was uh, was a fascinating to me as a kid because it was um, it was portrayed as if it was happening. You know, in much in the same way that the, the Blair Witch Project was portrayed. Uh, when it, that was one of the first of its kind that was marketed as if it was real, uh, and how scary that was to people. And I loved the idea of a comic book character from the '80s, which is essentially what The Undertaker was, having to to now uh, be kind of booted out of Toontown into the real world and was throwing a guy off a cell in in, uh, in the '90s. You know, it was that grittiness. So I loved it, and it was fascinating to me. But all the terminology that they use, we use for creeper all the time, kayfabe especially. Yeah. I was speaking to a wrestler friend of mine the other day. Gimmick. Uh, um, and yeah, gimmick. Yeah. Uh, I, like like all that stuff. I was actually uh, I met Andy from Every Time I Die once. A slam dunk and I came up to him and spoke to him about NXT and he was like dude come upstairs I'll be Karen talking and he was just getting changed we spoke for like three hours and he told me about the time that they stayed at Kevin Nash's house he became really good friends of Kevin Nash this is before he's, yeah. be- he's become you know uh the, the butcher, butcher. Yes. Uh, uh, yes. it's so cool seeing him wrestle every day uh, you know, every week on Dynamite and stuff but uh, yeah he was saying that like Kevin it was a dream come true and he was walking around the house saying where they could stay and he said, oh, you know, there's, uh, I always remember him telling me this. He said, oh, uh, he popped because he said, oh, there's a bed in there. There's some sort of gimmick at the end of the bed. And it was like a box or something at the end of the bed. And because he said gimmick, Andy was like, shit, let's go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was really nice to me, Andy. Was. I really liked meeting him. It was a, a while ago now. Nice. Well, yeah, I ended up um, working with Junior. I don't know if you know. Oh, yeah. Junior. Yeah, yeah. Mark, 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 uh, yeah. Mark Andrews is in. Very uh, cool. I mean, I'm meaning to, because I've not been watching much of the UK NXT stuff, but I've been meaning to try and check it out. He was in town in, in Southampton a while back. Yeah, he gig. was trying to come tonight, but he's, um, he's abroad, so he couldn't make ah, it. Is he, he is gutted. Wrestling. No, I don't think he is. I think he's just having a, having a break with his missus, I think. Do you not find it strange sometimes when people who do band world go away and don't do band stuff? Yeah. You know? Very much Someone so. came through Manchester, the, the guitar player from Cold Years came through the other day, and he texted me. He said, oh, Dude, you can't for a beer. I'm going to Croatia. And I was like, Oh, I can't, man. And why are you going to Croatia? He was like, on holiday. And I was like, that's weird to me. <laughs> what you like, what's that? You know, like, that's yeah. an odd thing. Yeah, no, for sure. But for yeah, sure. Like, so I ended up, uh, ended up doing stuff with Junior and they asked me to be on a song and I said, um, yeah, I'll do it, but only if we can do a wrestling video. So we did a wrestling video and then we turned up on the day and they were like, oh, we need somebody to go through the table. And I was like, I'm doing that. That's me. I've got to go through the table. And they were like, are you sure? And I was like, can't be that hard, can I? And they were like, it wouldn't look that impressive just powerbombing you through a table. It was like, we need someone to go from like the second rope like powerbomb. And I was like, well, it's still me, isn't it? Like, if you kill me, it'll get more views, right? So <laughs> let's just think of that, right? So, um, yeah, I ended up and they were like, right, you know, told me what to do, tap my chin and all this shit, which is hard to do with this jaw anyway, in the first place. And then um, 
all I could think in my head was, it can't, if Spike Dudley and um, what's her name? What's that old May woman? May Young. May Young. If <laughs> 70-odd-year-old May Young can be constantly powerbombed by uh, the Dudley boys, I think fucking 28-year-old Sean or whatever I was at the time can be powerbombed through a table. Wrong. Was I it horrible? I need to brought my back. <laughs> it's true. I will show you the footage. I'll show you the footage after this, right? My feet. So you what did you do wrong? What, what did, oh, it was like a twat. So <laughs> you didn't tuck your chin, did you, Sean? No, I did tuck my chin. But so? what I did was I pushed away like a bell end, right? So what, basically what happened is the guy wrestling, the guy who's about to powerbomb me, he's going to like push me up, but as we powerbomb, so his legs go through the table and then I oh, kind so of land. Down, yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. It's meant to be like a d- jumping sit down power bomb or whatever but what I thought was as soon as he got me up I thought well if I push up and off now it's going to look bigger and better so but I started I started going before he started going <laughs> so I'm already in a weird angle like oh you're oh we're going then right <laughs> so like he as we come down I land before him and his legs and on the table and my feet end up touch it oh I better not do this just in case I split my pants but my feet were touching behind so my I head I love watching you do this podcast <laughs> you're doing, like, you can't tell it is a problem it's not video it's it. insane he's moving so much <laughs> in so many different angles that you don't imagine he could move <coughs> but yeah just I yeah so I end up really breaking my back and stuff but yeah just getting just getting to hang around Mark and hear him say gimmick and uh, job and oh pop pop for the boys and oh, it's all the wrestling gimmick and I'm like you've got that from Triple H and Shawn Michaels and I love that and I he's friends with Triple H and Shawn Michaels and I find that mental it's mad it's like all the things like I, I was lucky enough to do with a band but I'm still impressed with people who are friends with wrestlers. Do you, do you know mental. Dave Bradley? Do you know Dave? Yes, yes, Dave, yes. Dave was working with WWE for a while, and he would get me into uh, NXT and stuff when it were coming through. And he's such a nice guy, Dave. Uh, but he would say, "I'd be like, oh, um, what's going? Like, like, so what do you do when when, when Triple H calls you? Do you call him Triple H or do you yeah, call him Paul? Paul, man. Paul right, yeah. I mean, he's, he's like sometimes I call him Hunter. But like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's so yeah. cool, isn't it? Like, Mr. Helmsley. What do you yeah. call him, Richard? Yeah. I, I, I was like. You know, I've done a lot of wrestling journalism and stuff in the, over the years, and I did an interview with Triple H. And I no had way! To, had to call him Paul, and it just felt wrong. Or was it because it was, was like, corporate Triple H? It was, it was, yeah. Kane became corporate Kane oh, for a while. Yeah. It was the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> corporate Kane, like suit and tie oh, on. Yeah, fucking. this bold corporate Kane. It's Undertaker's brother. <laughs> <laughs> In a suit and tie. It is. Well, yeah. he's, he's done better than his brother. You know? <laughs> yeah. He's like when you yeah, Undertaker couldn't get a job. He's, he's just the music. Undertaker's me and my brother is corporate Kane. You know, like he's the one my mum's most proud of. <laughs> Have you ever like looked into like maybe writing themes for other for wrestlers or like getting into that world at all? We did. You know what? Uh, we actually had, we're doing something in WWE coming up. But it's Ooh. not for a theme. It's not for a theme. Okay. Uh, but I, I can't talk about it because I don't know when this thing's coming out. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I wanted to, and I'd love to do something with AEW. Like we've been asked in the past. Surely a Darby Allen. Oh, man. I mean, Darby Allen's got the best theme of all, though, right now. Mm. It's so good. Uh, so, I, I don't know. I'd, lo- I'd love to do something. It'd be really fun. In fact, you know what? Uh, my friend James Hunt uh, from Brighton uh, is, is, is training to be a wrestler. And he's got his first thing coming up. And he messaged me the other day. He said, Will, how do you feel about me being called the Draculad? And I was like, that's sick. <laughs> yeah. Definitely yeah. that. I probably cribbed it from somebody else anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. But going on on that route, I, I, you know, over the years, I know that there's been so many people 
that you've been influenced by or have just like had being a fan of over the years who have shown love back to either Creeper or Salem like even in the early days in the funeral for a friend we're a, a big advocate of Creeper and um, Matt Willis from Busted was seeing on the reunion tour wearing the pin badge on a lot of the shows and as you said you've you've become a lot of good friends with wrestlers and, and being able to incorporate that when you, when you think bad, back is that just kind of insane to think that those worlds have intertwined for you and you've now reached that stage where you're showing influence on them oh yeah that's the weirdest thing uh, like you know the weirdest thing for me lately I did a, an interview with Gary Newman the other day nice. and uh, like that was a really cool one like I don't think he knew too much about me but the idea was that to have somebody who was influenced by Gary and uh, you know and we, but anyway it was, it was really funny talking was to it, him was this for anybody for a publication it was for, for Discovered magazine nice. uh, so it, it was weird like, uh, like it was like one of those things where like uh, Phoebe called up as my PR and was like oh well, uh, I was like, I've done loads of interviews, you know, I'm just, I want to chill out. And she was like, it's with Gary Newman. And I was like, yes, okay, let's yeah. do it. Where is like, it? Is it in cars? <laughs> oh, oh my God. This is a really funny story as well about that. Uh, so basically, uh, I was on the, 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 the laptop talking to him and he said, he was like, oh, well, um, he said, you know what? Back in the day, he was like a proper geezer. He was, he was talking from his mansion in LA, LA, like really, really cool. And he was like, oh, you know, back in the day, he used to get like, talk, spoke about shit like, in, but in the press all the time they used to talk shit on me and apparently one person said um, I wish Gary Newman's parents were never born so he would never be never born so we'd never make this piece of shit record or whatever and he was laughing about it and, and, and I was like fucking hell and he said oh do you ever get anything like that with your bands and I was like not really I think we live in a different era now where like that wouldn't be acceptable to say about somebody and I said but you know what I do get is uh, kids on the internet who are just ruthless like the most ruthless kids in the world like you know they're so much more aggressive that you know I would like but they'll, they'll say things to me like I'll put a new song out that I spent ages working on they'll go oh I prefer something you did seven years ago or whatever and he, and he, and he, and he laughed and he went Will imagine writing cars <laughs> <laughs> and I remember oh, thinking yeah. that's the funniest yeah. thing in the world <laughs> you're completely right like you, you, you've got proper success <laughs> Gary Newman <laughs> I had um, I remember Adam do you know Adam and Jason Perry I've never from, met them from, uh, from the A. From, from A, from yeah. The a, yeah. So the I know dr- Daniel Picard, yeah. XA. Also, also an A member. Um, yeah, Adam Perry was telling me about the time he met Gary Newman at the Krang Awards and he was so nervous he d- he couldn't. He went up to him and went blank and he just went, in cars. <laughs> <laughs> he, oh. he, that, that would have been his worst nightmare as well. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's dreadful. That is I got on really well. It was really, it was so strange how much we had in common when talking to each other. We ended up not, there was an interviewer as well. We ended up just talking to each other instead. It was, it was really like you know when you meet someone like that it was a sort of record that would have been on all the time when I was younger and I grew up listening to and loving like uh, Jubei Army and stuff as well he'd get going I used to play in his band before Will and I was like I know Gary Newman <laughs> I know Gary Newman <laughs> got all the records over there um, I love the full title <laughs> I know Gary Newman <laughs> my cat jumped on my lap at one point and uh, it, Gary Newman was just there and I went I guess I'm going to introduce you to Tofu and I was like Tofu this is Gary Newman and Gary was like hello Tofu <laughs> <laughs> I was like I know him it's amazing to see like how moments like that can happen like do you know what I mean how you can go from being a kid in your room listening to these tracks and then being able to introduce your cat to Gary Newman but um, <laughs> is, there, is there any like other moments like, like that that just come to mind and you think like how the fuck have I been able to get into this position or how the hell has this happened I, I think that all the time really I still think like even doing this yeah. like when I turn up to a venue like this it reminds me so vividly like the last time we were doing it when we were like 
like no one would come and see us and stuff and the fact that we're now the headline band and that people are coming to see it like I forget about it because Creeper exists in its own little bubble sometimes now where like I just go well I guess I was going to get into the bus and then someone's going to wake me up and I'm going to go downstairs and play the gig and get back on the bus again but like this like you're in a different headspace and uh, so I feel really blessed all the time that I get to do it um, I used to do a, a kind of foray of crazy jobs that I told you guys about before to support myself originally and so the fact that it's my income and, and that's I get to do what I love and um, be creative is amazing in itself you know a lot of my real heroes that I, I, I've, uh, I've not got to meet and I've, I've had opportunities to I've always wanted to meet Davey Havoc that was a massive influence nice. on me growing up yeah. but like why I've had opportunities but, but yeah, I've never so done it why? because He's lovely. I, I I just didn't like. I feel like if that would be somebody that if uh, he was having an off day, and I've yeah. had off days, I'm yeah. sure you yeah, must yeah, have yeah. done that in, in the past. <laughs> was uh, that an off day before this? Remember? <laughs> yeah, telling some horrible stories. He <laughs> 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 was like, "Come upstairs, I'm soundtrack. I got some horrible shit to tell you." <laughs> uh, I mean, one of them is really sad. I'm really sorry. About that. <laughs> I just didn't want to like uh, I felt like if I went up and, and, and introduced myself and if for whatever reason he was just like oh yeah nice to meet you or whatever it, like it, those, that band just means so much to me and I have them as, I hold them in such a high regard it will obliterate uh, a lot of really important memories that are associated with it I had to review them for Kerrang! magazine once uh, at Download Festival um, and weirdly enough Creeper had to play Paris the next day after we did the main, main stage for the first time and then uh, AFI won the main stage so I had to hang back while the, the band got a flight and then I had to hang back with Matt who was in Salem who was tour managing us then to do this AFI thing and I was, he was like are you going to say hello and I was like I really don't want to ruin this bit like you know and so I didn't say, I, didn't, I, I did the review obviously get an amazing result uh, and then um, I didn't I, I, I saw him at other things and I've just been like I saw him at a, I was saying this on the podcast the other day I saw him at a, uh, a Drab Majesty show like in the wild you yeah. know <laughs> uh, that's not who I think it is out and about I know it was like you say he's flo- gloriously yeah. floating <laughs> around yeah. just being Davey Havoc around yeah. and I was also really drunk and, he, and he's I'm obviously not that very unstraight edge and he's very straight edge <laughs> yeah. uh, so I was like oh, I was like there's never going to be the perfect moment if like I was in a, in, a, in a group of people and it wasn't I wouldn't go over there to do it on purpose but someone came over and said this is Davey Havoc I was, I was obviously I'd love that but I I don't want to fucking ruin my perception of his art by getting to know the person it's like you know Morrissey you know I'm not saying David Havitt's going to be like Morrissey he's going to be lovely <laughs> but you know how, how much that like oh yeah even though yeah. none of us I'm imagining none of us have met, have met Morrissey no, no. but like Luckily. our relationship with Morrissey has changed due to getting to know his personal views a little yeah. bit yeah, yeah. And, I, and the, the mystique around someone like David Havitt or a, da- a Glenn Danzig or something Glenn Danzig's the funniest one isn't it because you hear all those crate like him with the bricks outside his yeah. house and getting cat food That's and knack. things did I see him get knocked out did I see him yeah and then That's the guy turns man. around and goes Northside Kings are <laughs> undefeated <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that existed yeah, yeah. I mean I love I, I love the rock and roll myth so much and I think it's yeah. so important to preserve that David Havoc's one of the last great rock stars and I don't want to ruin that for myself you know yeah um, that's um, I, do you know what I wish I'd had your thoughtfulness because I just who was yours who was your Davy Havoc I've got it's a few really there was uh, Dal Plombo yep from Glassjaw um, uh, Fred Durst of the Limbiscuits <laughs> Fred Durst is one Fred Limbiscuits yeah did you get to meet him yep 
Yeah, how I got, is he? I've got to sing with him. Did you? I've got to do an impression. Right. Uh, I'll save it till after. I'll say, I've said this so many times on the podcast. I'll tell you after. It's fucking brilliant. And there's a video to accompany, to accompany it. That's well. sick. That's and, so cool. Um, I once, and Mike Patton from Faith No More, who was. That's a really eclectic mix of people. Yeah, thank you. Well, Dablin was just. A smaller version of Mike Patton, I suppose. <laughs> but yeah, Mike Patton, Fred Durst, Dublin was in there somewhere. Um, I met Mike on Soundwave tour. I turned to my left. We were on stage on the main stage, and I turned to my left, and our tour manager Luke Bell was like Patton's over the other side, and I turned around, and Mike Patton's watching us play, and I'm like, oh my fucking god! And it, we had a song called Higher and Higher, and in the middle, we had a friend Hyro did a rap on the song. So when we were ever doing it live, I'd be doing the rap because I'm the rapist in the back no I shouldn't say rapist right? that's, no, don't, don't, that's no. move on move on <laughs> um, <laughs> so I saw Mike Patton so I ran over to him right mid song threw my mic down ran over to him and went alright um, I love you oh <laughs> <laughs> and then I went I just told you I love you and then I said to him I looked him dead in the face and I went I've got to go I'm in the band you're watching <laughs> and just wandered off and carried on finished the song I turned around I and can't come out from underneath this band <laughs> yeah you are quite well hidden now um, and then he walked away and our two manager ran, af- ran after him I can't deal with it I can't deal with it <laughs> <laughs> but apparently he said our two manager was one of the nicest things he'd ever heard but I didn't see him for another two weeks which means he saw me and he would hide every time he saw <laughs> yeah. me because I was looking for him but I never saw him again. I've got a, a story I can tell you, but it's yes. about Ooh. someone who's now cancelled. Okay. That's fine. Okay. So Marilyn Manson, yeah. growing up to me, was a really big deal. Mm-hmm. Obviously, of fuck course. Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Before we get into this yeah. now. But well, don't. Well, the, the, don't no, fuck anything, Marilyn Manson. Quite the Stay away from him. Stay away from him. <laughs> He's a... Brian. Yes. Let's not even... Let's call him Brian. Okay. So, but growing up for me, Marilyn Manson was a very, very... Uh, like, coming out of, like, loving David Bowie, it was, like, kind of like this... This metal's David Bowie. He was, he was shape-shifting and, and a chameleon of rock. And especially, like... The kind of animals, Hollywood, and Cry Superstar, that, that triptych. Uh, I loved it. Uh, and it was such an influence on me. Anyway, this story begins. This is a story I've never told this on something like this before. Uh, the story begins, uh, it's Creeper's first time in America. And we ask, it stopped me if I've said this to you. Okay, so we get flown out to the Alternative Press Awards uh, to do something, like, like that's where we start the tour. Uh, and on the way there, our manager goes, oh, Ben from Necti wants to know if you'll come and do a Green Day song uh, with him. They're doing a pop-punk medley. And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And he was like, um, so they're doing Welcome to Paradise. And he was like, oh, you do the second verse? And I was like, yeah. I, of course I've heard I, I, you listen, listen to Turkey all the time like, of course I know this song and he was, I was like yeah sure cool didn't think anything of it because award shows over here are small little affairs compared to what I was in for but I didn't realise that get on the plane we got hammered on the plane like all of Creeper got really really drunk and I get off and, I, and because I've been on the plane for ages I'm smoking all the way there blah, 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 blah. turn up at a basketball arena okay so we're at a basketball <laughs> arena and suddenly it's sinking in like I'm like oh my god I thought I was just going to turn up and go well you know do my thing and then, and, then, and then fuck up again but no okay so now suddenly I'm being shown around and Ian from Creeper is just laughing at me because I've also been smoking and drinking been the pressure of the cabin my voice is not in good shape <laughs> so, just, so I'm looking around I was thinking oh my god like, like, like literally there's like walkways and ramps and things and uh, they'd hired an, an audience to do the jump you know like they do those sort of things and it was like this fake audience and, and I was like fucking hell and, oh, oh it's being broadcast on live TV as well I was like, I was like oh my god I was like and so then, so then uh, I'm like shit this is really weird like what am I going to do and so our tour manager is a guy called Michael Keegan I don't know if you've met Michael Keegan before um, 
is one of my best friends. He's but he's very chaotic, and he he goes up to us, mate. Good thing to do is to have a little bit of whiskey and sort your voice right out, which is the biggest lie anyone's ever said. <laughs> it's a lie. It's just a straight lie. It doesn't help at all. It makes anything worse. So I did a lot of shot of whiskey. I said, no, that's not working, mate. You probably should have another one of those. So I have that. And then, and then he goes, he goes, have you worked out? You know this song. I, was like, I know this song. And, and he goes, you should check it before you grow out, really, mate. And I was like, I'm warming up, but I'm doing the warm ups. Like, nah, 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 nah. like, and I'm like, fuck, why is it doing that? Why is it chosen this now? Like, everyone's milling around, looking immaculate, by the way, as well. I've been sweaty on this thing. So, long story short, I'm on the way to the stage. Keegan keeps feeding me whiskey, and I can't remember the second verse to Welcome to Paradise. I got it on my phone. I know it goes, a gunshot rings out at the station, you know, and, and then I'm trying to remember it. But because I'm drunk and my voice is gone, I'm panicking. It's just a nightmare. Behind the stage in this arena, there's a huge curtain. I'm standing there with, with, with Keegan, and there's some other singers that are going to go out and sing as well, do other guest spots. They're doing like Newfound Glory and stuff as well. They're all there, just like the most immaculate boy band singers you've ever seen in your life. They're doing trills, like, like everything. Um, like, lovely, lovely bunch of people involved in that, all, but all incredible singers. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> Why am I here? And then um, Alex from Rome is there, mm. who can just do a standing backflip. He's just like... <laughs> so, 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 like, I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm really out of my depth here. I don't know what to do. And, then, and so Keegan's standing with me with his little beanie on, and he's wearing his funeral for a friend. <laughs> um, he used to have this funeral for a friend windbreak come on they've been wearing for ages and it all chipped off so it said you know for an end <laughs> and he just stood there with me anyway I'm the same as you I'm standing there watching all this unfold Does everyone warm up and it'll be amazing and do them with confidence he's an incredible singer oh, everyone's warming up and I'm just like fucked and I turn around and I, I, and I see him that's when I see him and I turn around to Keegan and I go Keegan that's Marilyn Manson <laughs> and he's right behind me my childhood idol and Keegan just goes I know mate I didn't want to tell you but, it, but he's been there a while <laughs> so, 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 then I'm, so then I'm like so then I'm like I didn't want to tell you <laughs> but he's been there a while yeah. so, 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 how long have you so, 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 so then I'm, so then I'm he's like he's on the plane he's just been in the background <laughs> but anyway so then I go Keegan I go Keegan so what do we do now and he goes well, I don't know really I don't know I've never thought, I've seen this exact scenario happening when we used to work at the call centre and so, so, so I'm like oh we've got to get a picture of him haven't we I've got to do a picture of Marilyn Manson and then he goes oh I don't know if that's a good idea mate and it's, it's, he's, he's talking to somebody and I said oh, we had to we had to I said, I'll tell you what I'll tap him you do the picture and he goes alright so give him, give him the iPhone or whatever and he's got my iPhone and I turn around and I tap Marilyn Manson on the shoulder and he's big I don't know if you've ever met him before but he's huge he's like and also he was like wide as well at this point he's built like like and i'm a skinny little boy as you know so i tap him on the shoulder and uh, marilyn manson turns around he's wearing a flat cap and he's got all these like, grills in and he just turns around with this terrifying look and his bouncer like a bodyguard guy just jumps over and slaps my hand out like, like down and he goes no so marilyn manson looks at me stares at me for a second and it slowly turns back around again oh, so, so, so then i'm just here and I turn around and Keegan's there on my phone and he just goes that didn't go very well did it mate and I went no it didn't go very well it didn't go very well at all awfully I'd say that's one of the worst it could have gone and then it was like now you've got to go and then Nui Net Deep Store manager was like Will it's your turn now and I'm like I'm like oh fuck 
fuck, 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 fuck. So like then, like I'm going towards this this, this, this curtain into the basketball arena full of every single American press you can imagine. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. My great, like, like they been bent for neck deep doing one of a million favors in on my band. You know, which have fuck, fucked up. So anyway, I get pushed out the curtain. I'm stuffed into this leather jacket. I'm sweating. My hair's everywhere. I'm really red because of the Marilyn Manson thing. And I'm thinking as I walk up, Ben's gone. Will from Creeper, however, and I, I'm walking out. I'm so unsure. You've never seen a more unsure <laughs> human being come to the front of the stage. And I'm like, it'll be fine. Just don't think about Marilyn Manson. <laughs> what just happened? Just don't think about what just happened and just do your thing. I go up. I don't take the mic off the stand, right? And I just hold the stand. And I'm like, guns are rings out at the station. And it's in my head. It's like Manson, Manson, Manson. Shut out on his own or whatever. Anyway. That was broadcasting live TV. Ian was in the crowd with the fake mosh pit thing they had. Yeah. They're staring at me, laughing, going, "What are you doing?" <laughs> like Ian and Ollie, and just laughing at me, going, "What's what are you doing?" And I was just going, "Get, get through it." And anyway, I, then I leave, uh, and then Alex comes out, and, like a singer from my really good singer, fucking does it and smashes it. That's a great job. Does a backflip. Everyone. You know, and so I was like, I've absolutely. What am I doing here? Yeah. Why am I here? Uh, it was, it was the worst. And then to make it worse, it was on YouTube, so you can go and relive this yourself. Uh, you can go and enjoy this yourself. I am going to because uh, <laughs> yeah. the comments that, uh, like, my girlfriend has a sc- has a folder on her phone with all the screenshots of all the nasty comments. <laughs> she just throws at me every now and again. It'll be like, is the singer from Creeper drunk? Yes, he was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll be like, the singer yeah. from Creeper doesn't seem to know the words. He doesn't. You know, like, yeah. like, I, I, Creeper. Creeper looks like he just might have met one of his heroes and be brushed off. He has. He has. Absolutely. He certainly has. Yeah. But no, he looks back on it fondly. Like everyone's everyone's done a really good job apart from the singer of Creeper. Like, I can tell you why. <laughs> that's wow. fucking mad, man. Oh, yeah. That's missed moments like that, isn't it? At the end of the day, I mean, you can just look back on and be like, at least you got to have stories like that no one else is going to share. I mean, that's the, the thing is, um, it's... It's all this shit. Like all the, every time something like that happens, especially like the the, the fallout on, on online and everything, I, th- I think people underestimate how funny that is to people who are actually in the bands because that just stays with you forever. You know, like that, these are the things that they'll move on to another band and, and then post something else about something. The one that uh, the criticism we get online, Charlotte has loads of it. She loves it. She thinks it's really funny. Every now and again, <laughs> I remember one, one person said the singer from Creeper looks like a crow, and she's never stopped sending it to me. <laughs> <laughs> loads of stuff. Uh, but yeah, uh, like I, 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 it's funny. It's just because people just type, just mash their fucking keypad, and they think about it. I've got a pretty thick skin for it all at this point in time. But it's uh, it's just really funny, isn't it's it? Mad, like, isn't it? And yeah. stories like that, like where yeah. it's happened on such a ridiculous, you wouldn't know that story if you saw the clip. You just go, the singer from Creepers fucked this up, hasn't he? And yes, he, yes, he, yes, he did. He really, 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 yeah, no really, really back, fucked up. No, no Came back. backstage, and no one said, "Well done." This <laughs> 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 was like, oh. I was hoping that you were gonna get backstage, and Brian was gonna be like, ah. Oh. Ah, you're one of us. I'll give you my time. <laughs> you love it's just like me. <laughs> <laughs> you've forgotten how to sing as well. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how long you've been singing, but you haven't sang. You know what you want to do? Walk all the way to the sound desk and start <laughs> smashing over the monitors. You seen that video of him doing that? Oh yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, anyway, just just to just, 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 just cement the end of this. <laughs> Fuck Marilyn Manson. Yeah, none of us Fuck like him. No, yeah, none of us like him. I, I had to uh, get a good... I, I had a collection of stuff when I had to get rid of it all. It was, it was similar to the day when... It's not quite similar, but it's, it's similar to the day when finally Charlotte took down the Morrissey flag, you know? I think, oh. if he went to a, like, you know, a metaphorical half-mask for a, side, for a while, yeah. and she was like, today's the day, I think, he's got to come down. Yeah. You know? And I was like, I think it's yeah. for the best. Yeah. But yeah, we, like, it's important 
to hold these people accountable. Um, yes, for sure. take it very seriously at the end now. You know, that's these silly stories. for sure, for sure. Let's just reiterate that. Yeah, we do not support any of any these people. But some funny stories at least. Yeah, exactly. And it's also funny. It's like Marilyn Manson obviously thought he thinks it was a massive deal and it was a big deal to behave like that. You know. But truthfully, everyone's kind of laughing at him. It's never okay to do anything like that. But moving on, um, we won't keep you too long now because we know you've got to get ready for, for the show and everything. But um, you've got, obviously got a lot of things coming up now. In December, finally this Creeper Tour is happening where I think it's probably going to be one of the best lineup of UK bands. Unbelievable. Like, man, in, like, yeah. Apart from Raiders not being on there, yeah. Well, you know, but, <laughs> but the fact that this tour is actually happening now with you know, Creeper, like Holden Absence, Wargasm and Static Dress, you must be so excited just to go in and see the like reaction for those shows, especially seeing how all of you have grown since the tour was originally announced. Oh well, yeah, the thing about that was is uh, they have all just grown so much bigger in, in such in such a small space of time as well. I saw a bunch. I saw the Wargasm lot and uh, Static Dress guys, and some of the Holding Absence guys as well at Slam Dunk, and I was like. I feel like you lot could do this tour without us. You know, like, like you don't need us to do this tour anymore. This is, um, yeah, this is the point I wanted to make: is that you're all kind of like obviously Creep is the fucking biggest, but like all the others are coming up now to headline probably similar venues. Yeah, yeah, as well. I, I, I like mean, we'll that, be doing it in the next year. Very, very true. I, like, and obviously, like you guys are so proud of holding absence yeah. as well. Yeah. Obviously, uh, and yeah, it's just mad. And so I feel like this is the last time you'll see something like this. Yeah. Uh, mm. And Could it's, be. it's crazy in terms of like it feels like those old Kerrang tours you know yeah. about those yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> where it was just like this super crazy amazing lineup of bands yeah. like uh, you, would, you, you never normally get it yeah. <laughs> and then the Blackwood uh, fill in for some 41 I saw you when you did that yeah, I saw, I, I saw it um, uh, why did Kerrang go Ah, oh, some 41 with massive hits like In Too Deep and Fat Lip I know who we should get Fat Welshman, Sean Smith, <laughs> with his no songs. What? Why? With his no songs. What's happened there? Well, well, it's good. It was fun. I bet the thing is, like, I in those situations... Fat every night, so... Yeah, I, I remember you doing that as well. I mean, like, that was... A, that, like, all, that whole time period where those tours were going on was really cool, I thought. And it kind of feels like a, like a throwback to that now. Unintentionally, yeah. i got to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, like, in, te- in terms of, like... All of these are headliners in their own right now. Um, static dress on a rapid rise. Mm. Uh, Wargasm, already big now. Yeah. <laughs> I just went to the Halloween festival. I was like, Jesus Christ. It's like watching yeah. Limbers get in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, you know? I was like, true, it's yeah. like Lollapalooza or something. What's yeah. going on? Uh, yeah. so I was, was bl- Randy? Who's this? Um, oh, DMX. DMX playing Woodstock. How many people are you? How many people are you? It was It was insane. It was so good. I think it's cool. I think it's going to be. Yeah, that, like I don't imagine. I don't imagine we'll be able to put together a tour package as good as this. Like, imagine we did another tour. Now we're going to have to because we're a band. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like, if you wanted to put together a lineup like this, yes. you, I'm going to struggle to do it this good again. Yeah, yeah. Just because of this pandemic, everyone's grown so much. It was, this is supposed to be underplays these these shows, and the shows kept selling out. And now we're doing. London was originally at like London Brixton Electric, and now it's at the Forum. And, and but like the other shows, you couldn't. Some of them you couldn't upgrade. So some of them are still in like one of them is in a 600 cap room and it's been sold out forever and it's like this lineup 
I've, I swear to God, like, Wargasm could probably sell that themselves. Well, they did definitely in London. They've done The Underworld. Holly Hampson's could easily do it. So we're all just doing it out of contractual ag- agreements. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're quite lucky that they all agreed to the fees when they agreed to the fees. Because oh, now, true, yeah, looking yeah, back yeah, in the yeah. by Lord. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Aha, take that, Lucas Woodland. You'll accept that £50 and you'll enjoy it. There's going to be some numbers for you in it. Yeah, you'll yeah. share that £50 oh. between the boys and you will like it. But is there, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really cool. And it's it, like, for me, like, that's a really gnarly tour. You know, the other thing about that as well is James was obviously in holding absence before he just walked mm. in. Um, I don't know if you can hear me. Uh, but, <laughs> like, and, and I was so excited about touring with him and we didn't get to do it. And now we've got to do it with Salem. Nice. So oh, I'm getting my, bit, my little slice of James. Probably more of James. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, more of James than he would like to spend time with now, to be honest with you. Nice. 20 well, days. Good. Well, is there anything else we can expect now from either creeper side of things Salem or just things that you're excited oh, for in yeah, general when's Willow making his wrestling debut yeah. <laughs> I can't do that uh, I'm, I'm a very brittle man uh, but uh, yeah I, I, Salem's obviously on tour until the end of the month we're doing Halloween we do Devil's Night in London uh, we're doing a DJ set after that I don't know when this will come out I'm just going to start promoting it'll like as if it then. it'll be before then won't it yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just looking sure. up. T- yeah, just looking up and away. Oh, I've got a calendar at yeah. the, uh, the roof. Oh, the, on the ceiling. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's coming oh, out. It is. It's coming out of here. Yeah. Me and Matt are doing a DJ set uh, after the London show at the the, the Signature Brew, and then uh, and, and we're doing joiners in Southampton, um, and we're doing a DJ set after that at the Shooting Star as well. Yes. I never normally do those DJ sets, so I just send Sean from Creeper. But nice. now. I have to. I'm yeah, there. You I'm going to play Sisters of Mercy. Do you know how much money you can make playing other people's songs? <laughs> Loads of fucking... I'm not very good at it because like, no one wants to hear what I'm going to play, you know? I'm like, yeah. do you want to listen to Darkwave for two hours and then hire me in but if you want to listen to I don't know like like, like the emo stuff my girlfriend's loads better at it than me she used to do it at emo night uh, so, so, like, well, just get her to make a playlist and you just I, stand I, there I just stand there and just go yeah I, I'm now doing you I'm doing a movement that you can't <laughs> yeah, see you can't, you can't see because this is audio only but what oh. a fucking dance movie just done then yeah. I can't even describe it but that'll be that'll be a good Halloween going back home to Southampton playing a show and then DJing we, we seem to have like a, a tendency with Creeper and with Salem as well now doing Halloween stuff last year me and Matt did two shows at the 1865 there were seated ones you know it was like a cabaret show uh, which is odd uh, but it was really really fun um, so we excited about doing that everyone's dressing up and uh, yeah I mean it seems to be a tradition of doing Halloween stuff in Southampton now where we come from just a ball lake to get back to Manchester afterwards yeah. you know, oh, it's just yeah. cost so much money that's but. true that's Very true so. but, yeah. But yeah, thank you guys for having me no, it's been thank, you. Again. Thank, thank you thank you for taking the time it's been great to do this in the flesh definitely um, I'm really looking forward to the show tonight and just seeing what comes up in the future thank you very much guys thank you awesome you're listening to Yes. yes oh. that was my, my creepy yes I did then yeah, William, it was really something. Hey, a pun at the end of the podcast, too. You never know where they're going to come from, me. Yeah, I do all the fucking time. Every <laughs> week without fucking fail, I come and I hate it. You know I hate it. It's not even... Yeah. Oh, yes, but thank you very much to Will Gould, uh, the James A. Caster of Spells. Um, I very much enjoyed that chat. I love seeing him in the flesh. He's... Uh, fantastic he's as fantastic to talk to as he is to look at oh full of compliments there well did i just come out who knows only you only you can answer that question (laughs) oh oh yeah i suppose yeah (laughs)
Do you want to know if Sean's come out? Find out next week on Southern Podcast. <laughs> or sign up to the Patreon now to find out more details. Oh, wow. But no, it's absolutely great to sit down and do an episode with Will properly backstage at a venue. I kind of really like the atmosphere that came through on the episode as well with a lot of band sound checking and just kind of having Wondering that. It's about- nice to be... Yes, it's nice to be at a venue in it and, and doing these properly from time to time now as well. We were yeah. mingling, weren't we? We were just in between all the <laughs> bands. We couldn't find a room. You can't see what my fingers are doing, but they're all going mental. Oh. Um, yeah, for a while, we couldn't find a room. So we went down mm. and we were like, oh, this is never going to happen. <laughs> and then um, we ended up finding a room and I believe it went very, very well. So, uh, yes, hopefully we'll get Will on again in the future to talk well the comparisons i've made about him being like jimmy uh james a castro i suppose and yeah hopefully we have the nightmares and james and the cold gun on at some point as well so yes fingers two, crossed, two all the very fingers. good band supporting them there uh both Great. welsh as well which makes them even better obviously and yeah some really cool new music from those bands to come very very soon as well so i would suggest to keep an eye on of all of that but talking all things salem of course will and the gang have put out two eps at the time of recording called salem one and salem two very clever very clever marketing there very good tracks go and check them out and of course earlier on in the year creeper put out a new kind of mini album extended ep it's a weird one it's eight new tracks go and check it out called american noir very very good and I won't cry at future shows, hopefully. He will. He fucking will. <laughs> Maybe he I will. will. Just very emotional, okay? It's just, you know. <laughs> you sound like Matthew Davis and the Black Eyed. <laughs> he never hear this. It's fine. He's a pilot, uh, anyway. Oh, How? bloody hell. Bloody hell. And, and, of course... Uh, it's Halloween week, so there's a lot of spooky activities going Ooh. on for both Ooh. you and I, Sean. Ooh. Will yes. will be DJing after Salem's Halloween show in Southampton uh, on, of course, October 31st uh, at the Shooting Star, which is a very nice place. And it's funny because I've been spending a lot of time in Southampton lately, and I'm actually oh, going to be there. So Are you? be a laugh. A lot of dogging down Southampton, is there? I wouldn't know about that, no. Uh, There's a lot of dogs uh, there. I've seen a lot of dogs. Whoa, whoa, reverse that up, bro. Reverse, you can't go, whoa. Anyway, um, yes. What else is going on? Um, 29th of October, this Friday. This, when this episode comes out, you've probably missed it if you downloaded it on a Saturday. But this Friday, I am DJing at the Shipping Forecast in Liverpool for Deadbolt Nightclub, which is a fucking great night out. And then the night after... October 30th, I'm DJing in Manchester at Night People uh, for Deadbolt again after a fantastic pop-punk gig, pop-punk rock gig that happens prior to it. So October 30th, October 29th, Liverpool, October 30th, Manchester, I'm, those two I'm DJing, and then October 31st at 2pm via the Rock Sound website, my band Raiders have our first proper video coming out which features uh, live performances from us and blood and um, potentially somebody getting shot in the head. Wow. And you know what? It's exactly where everybody wants to get shot in the head as well. No, it's not. You don't shoot me in the head. I've seen a teaser of the video. You haven't shot me in the head. As far as I'm aware of. Well, well, it's mad what they can do with CGI now. I don't <laughs> <say>. <laughs> Ah, oh, Raiders' official first video. You excited about yes. it? 
very much so, yes. This is the last song of the bunch that we recorded a while back. So um, after this, I think we're going to do a couple more songs and maybe do an EP. And I was thinking about calling the EP Salem 3. <laughs> um, if you take I wonder, it. Yeah, I wonder how much that would help with our sales if we call this Salem 3. <laughs> right, mean, so I'm saying that now. On This is on record. It's not record, yeah. is this? fucking spotify acast or whatever you listen to this shit well, yeah 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 um the next raiders ep is called salem 3 if any band in the world calls the re- next ep salem 3 mm. i'm going to sue so okay <laughs> <laughs> take that fucking hell, evil genius but no it seems like it's going to be a busy halloween you've got a music video it's going to be very good i'm going to be partying in southampton so i mean not a bad way to uh to, to spend the spooky season Yes, yes, very much so. And then, um, yeah, and then November comes and, ooh, what happens then? It's just a run down to Christmas, I suppose, really, isn't it? Well, actually, we've got our third year anniversary in November, so there is something oh, in November. Oh, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah. Jesus Christ, You forgot years about of this our shit. anniversary, Sean? Oh, no, don't even start. but for more details on that and what we'll be doing first before anyone else go over and check out our patreon page patreon.com forward slash sapnin because not only is there going to be a load of extra content on there and we're going to be recording even more very soon but there's a community that we love very 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 much they're meeting up with each other all the time for gigs and hangouts i saw some of them even celebrating a birthday party together and they were wearing weird glasses and had a disco light room thing it was very confusing but if you'd like to get involved with that patreon.com forward slash sapnin and i'd just like to say after everything morgan's just said that Everybody in the community isn't as mental as he's just made him sound. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we love those guys very, very much, guys and girls, and everybody in between. What a, a fantastic community of lovely, lovely people we've created. And uh, yeah, check out patreon.com for us happening because we have future happening events scheduled and uh yeah we we post on there first and there's potential discount codes for stuff on there as well for some shows and stuff we're sorting out so yes get involved patreon.com for slash happening yes i'm fucking begging but uh we have some very very important people to planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. 
If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Thank. Yes, if you head to the description of this episode, as always, you'll see loads of wonderful names from people in the Patreon that we thank each and every week. But now Sean is going to read out some of the elite members of our Sapling Podcast Patreon community. Those are the top tiers, and we love every single person in the group to ever exist. Yes, thank you very much, Kylie Wheeler, Mayumi Liwowe, Janelle Caston, Armandine Urbano, Mitch Perry, Dilly Grimwood, Kelly Irwin, Kelly Young, Liam Conley, Scooby, Scooby, Scooby Drew Styles. I'll get it right one day. Nathan Crawshaw, Emma Barber, Paul Hirschfield, Sammy G, Tony Michael, Kat Besant, Period, Captain Hannibal, Jenny Robinson, Mary Grimwood, Scott Jones, Johnny Phillips, Amy Campion, Name Redacted, Mikey McDonald's, McMuffin Buns, Caroline Robertson, Chris Howard, Craig Govan, TJ Amblishatok, Louis Cook, Martina McManus, Kevin Clark, Danny Eaton, Carl Penbury, Lydia Henderson, James McNaught, Craig Harris, Jenny Munster, Lucy Diaz, Emily Perry, John and Emma, Jason Aredia, Becky Andy, Stuart McNaught, Kelly Cannon, Ollie Amesbury, Adam King of the Goths Parslow, who we saw at the Salem gig, uh, whose band Nightmares opened up, who were very, very good. Check them out. Josh, my friend Gavin, died after overdosing on heartburn medication. I can't believe Gav is gone. Oh, no. That would... Oh, fucking hell. How fucking dare you? I right? know, but that I wouldn't say that. That's I wouldn't better, say that. Bro, that's, that's better that's than worse. any fucking nah, pun you've ever nah, done. Well done, I'm Josh. Not oh, I'm not having that. I'm not having that. Oh, I'm not saying it's the greatest joke of all time. I'm just <laughs> saying... It's better than any of those puns you've squeezed in over wow. 153 fucking episodes. Thank you very much. Alice Wood, Kieran Allen, Rhys Bowring, Ben Evans, Kate Stevenson, Connor Lewins, Livy Cropper, and Daniel Thamvai, Putquingil, Kogel, Quintrop, Santacilio, Kogogoch, Stevenson. Never going to catch me up with that, bruh. Never. He's had that on there three weeks in a row, right? And he thinks it's going to make you angry. But you just read that out with ease, and it just doesn't affect you whatsoever. No, I'm fucking... I'm fucking well, still fucking death, but <laughs> yeah, yes, come let's get away from Westminster. Don't stop me, don't stop me for God's sake. But yes, thank you very much to all of those people. Thank you to anybody who's ever been part of the Patreon. If you're thinking about coming to the Patreon, fucking get your skates on, get on with it. If you've left our Patreon, you fucking bastards, I'm going to kill you. If you're uh, part of the Patreon at the moment, you better be forever. That's only a joke. Cheers to everybody. Yes, we appreciate every single person who's listened to this, everyone who's helped along the way, and everyone who's helped us really get this far. As I mentioned, a lot of cool things coming up very, very soon. We've got our third year anniversary in a few weeks. But next week, if fingers go... Fingers go cross? Fingers go cross. <laughs> Leave it in. Fingers go cross. Oh, no, my fingers have gone cross. It must mean something good is happening to me. Hopefully, we'll have a very special exclusive episode. So what? make sure you're tuning for that, because if it happens, it's going to be very, 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 very good. Whisper, bud. Whisper, they can't hear us. Whisper. I'll tell you afterwards. Mouth there then. See if they can hear you mouth in it. Go on. Who is it? Jeff Hardy. What? <laughs> no. Steph? 
What? What do you say? Steffi Graf? The tennis split? What? Mouth him again? <laughs> no, come on. Come on, we'll leave it. We'll leave it. We'll leave it at the end of this <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't worry about mouthing it to me. You can just literally tell me as soon as we finish it. So yeah, and yeah, everyone else, make sure you tune in next week and make sure you go and check out the new music video from Raiders this Sunday and enjoy yes. your Halloween. Get spooky, dress up, send us some photos. Let us know if you're listening to Sapping on Halloween. Carve a pumpkin with our faces on. Go mental. Have a good time and please never die. Oh shit, that's your line. I've stolen yeah. that now. If if you do somehow carve a pumpkin of either of us, we have to see it, and we will be absolutely chuffed. Please do, but also just think of all the other things you could be uh, making out of a pumpkin. Uh, but yeah, we appreciate everybody who listens. Thank you very much. Uh, this has been Sapling Podcast, episode one five three, starring the beautiful Will Gould. Well, confirmed it now, haven't it? Sapnin! Sapnin! You're listening to Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't, I don't know what else to do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much.